Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome from NBC Boston, great friend, who has covered every sport known to men, from jump rope to... What'd you say? Lacrosse. Yeah, lacrosse. And I think he did some uh, some NCAA basketball. He's done the Red Sox, done the Celtics. And I think this weekend he did uh, with softball. Did softball this weekend, Ultimate right? Frisbee. Oh, Ultimate Frisbee. That's right. What's up, Frito? Eric Freed joins us on the show. Frisbee golf, I believe. Is, uh, yeah. I haven't done the Ultimate Frisbee yet, Laura. Uh, I'm, I'm working towards that, though. So Did you do uh, softball? Softball is this coming week, G. Okay. All right. That's uh, coming up. So yeah. your your memory is uh, is pretty good. Not pretty bad. Good. I will yeah. say, uh, college softball is. Ve- I, I think it's a fast paced, fun, right at you, go 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 kind of sport. It's. I, I bet it's going to be fun to to do announcing for. I enjoyed it last year. I'll do uh, regional for ESPN this uh, coming week. I'll find out sometime today where I'm going, and yeah. then the super regional next week as nice. they uh, they go to Oklahoma City for the World Series. So nice. Omaha for baseball, Oklahoma City for softball. So. Mm. Looking forward to it. Yeah, got to uh, hang out with Mr. Freed uh, on Saturday night at a special uh, get-together reception kind of tribute to Coach Dick Umilly. He didn't cry, did he? Jesus he did, Scotty. <laughs> They're walking around beforehand, and here comes the, the very pleasant servers yeah. walking around the appetizers, and yeah. he starts bawling his eyes out. <laughs> Where are the scallops from <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not true. I don't want puff pastry. <laughs> no, just that kind of stuff. Yeah, he cries at everything at this not, point. So. None of that is is true. But thank you very much for the the award winning well, support. Well, Scotty, do you think it could be true? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, then, uh, <laughs> so we're we're going with that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Greg, I I will say this. Um, you know, it was a it was a very good uh, night. It, but it was emotional when you start thinking about the impact and why everyone was there. Yeah. Because you know, we, we've known all year, well, you know, Richard Umilia is retiring after a long, uh, distinguished coaching career at UNH, which is, you know, kind of the headline. But then when you hear all the stories that people were sharing and Greg, sh- you know, shared some of his stories with, with Coach and uh, whether it's ex-players, uh, just the tribute. You know, I, I walked into the room and, there's Jerry York, there's Jack Parker, there's Jim Madigan, um, there's Scott Borick, there's Brian McCloskey, there's David Lassan, there's Rico Blasio flew in from Ohio. You go around the room, and, he, and, and Dick didn't want to say it because he didn't want to leave anybody out, but so many people turned out oh, yeah. for a tribute and to say thanks because, you know, frankly, we need more coaches like Dickie Milley, not fewer, but I understand for him, it's time because his family means so much to him, and he's yeah. just stepping away from his hockey family and spending more time with his grandkids and his children and his wife. I mean, it, it was a great night, Greg. You were perfect for it because you know the, the you've known him for so long. So mm-hmm. um, it, it, it was, was good, and Greg was close to tears a few times, but everybody was, yeah, you know, because every time you looked up, there was Dick dabbing his eyes with his handkerchief. So yeah. it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely a lot of fun. It, 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 you talk about the guy, and you know, we've said it for for many years. You know, t- it was this past weekend. It was the tenth anniversary of when my daughter got sick, and yeah. he called me every day. Every day for weeks, every day, and and Rico Blasi's story that he told was, I mean, beyond beyond that. It just it was a great tribute for a guy who totally deserved it. It was a yeah, lot of fun. Care, I mean, cares so much about yeah. the people around him and oh, yeah. uh, but his players. I think you could tell 
it was back at the end of the season when they had the the, the final night tribute. And mm-hmm. what was the number, Greg? 110 players came out, turned out yeah. to, to come back and, and pay tribute to their head coach. Not Crazy. a lot of players love their coaches after they leave right. a school, but once you were in, once you were a recruit, you were part of part of the family. And, and I mean, he was a six-time coach of the year in in, in hockey East, and was you know, almost 600 wins. I mean, there, there's so many accomplishments that look great on paper, but it's the stories people shared, it's the impact, and, you know, it's going to be a lasting impact. They announced yeah. they were establishing a scholarship in his name, in his honor, yeah. uh, to benefit the hockey program, and, um, you know, so it's, it, it, was a, it was a great night, and um, thank you, uh, Greg, for uh, making sure uh, it was an entertaining night as oh, well. It was funny. I mean, there was a lot of great jokes and stuff like that. Yesterday, I mean, Mother's Day, uh, but the, the Celtics, oh, my God, i got to say, I, I, I'm a little nervous. Whenever so we blow somebody out in the first game, I always, hey, I get a little sketched out by it. Was it the, <laughs> memorial, was it the Memorial Day Massacre, Frito? Was it back in 85 when the Celtics just crushed the Lakers in game one and the Kareem paid yeah. back in that grade two and they won the series? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, just watching yesterday's game, uh, you know, they go on, you're sitting there and it's a 17 nothing run. And they're doing what they want, and they extended it. And there was nothing, because if we've been watching these playoffs just casually over these last few weeks, LeBron has been able to do whatever he wants when he wants, but that wasn't the case yesterday against the Celtics. I mean, he ended up with 15 points, 7 turnovers. He was 0 for 5 from outside the three-point line. The Cavs as a team missed their first 14 shots from outside the three-point line. So... I, I lean towards giving Brad Stevens and the Celtics credit for coming up with the plan that Marcus Morris did a really good job defending James and actually outscored him. Uh, a lot of things have to come together to beat Cleveland 108-83, but everything fell into place. Now, to your point, Greg, uh, Brad Stevens put it best after the game when he said he expects a heavyweight punch from the Cavs in Game 2 on Tuesday. I think we all have to ex- expect yeah, that. Right. And, the way LeBron's been playing at, a, at just a ridiculously high level, he's not going to get embarrassed in back-to-back games. You would not think. So the Celtics probably have to come up with another wrinkle or two, not just rely on what worked in game one, which you know makes sense because the Cavs have to do something different. But I, it's just amazing to watch, G. Yeah, you know, just with crazy you, good. There are all these guys in street clothes sitting, you know, just crowding up the bench. You know, the yeah. Celtics are down to an eight-player rotation with a spot in the NBA Finals on the line. And uh, they go out and beat Cleveland by 25. It's crazy. It's you, absolutely crazy. Go ahead, you Kelly. forget, as a fan, not just a Celtics fan, but yeah, we're kind of over the, okay, we don't have Kyrie thing, but you forget Cleveland doesn't have Kyrie. So they're not the same team they have been for the last three years when they've gone to the Finals. They don't have Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I, you, but they have LeBron playing at this ridiculous level and just making everything he threw up. But I agree completely, Kelly, and that's why when we talked at the start of the season about how many players were back for the Celtics from last year's roster, it was, a, it was four, right? Not many. That, that, I mean, it's like, wow, they, this was a team that was pretty good that, that made it to Eastern Conference Finals, and yet they blew up the roster for the most part. Well, they knew they couldn't beat the Cavs. They couldn't beat Kyrie and LeBron in the Cavs, so they went out and got Kyrie. Um, so the Celtics had to remake themselves. That's why you know, when people start passing out credit and start dividing up the credit, you know, it, it's hard to say, all right, well, you know, Brad Stevens, my gosh, he, you know, he's, he's handled every single little bit of adversity, and he's found ways to get the best out of whether it's 
Semi or Morris or Marcus yeah. Smart or Tatum or you know you just go up and down the roster. But Danny Ainge is the one who's orchestrated everything here with the trades and recognizing, well, the team that we had last year is not going to make it to the NBA Finals next year. And, and they changed it, and I didn't think they'd be in this position, especially with all those injuries, Kelly. But here they are. You know, they're three wins away from the NBA Finals. You could hear the you could hear the. Uh incredulity uh, they, they they couldn't they couldn't Great believe it. the announcer thank you they couldn't uh they couldn't the even they couldn't even fathom the, the fact that the, the Celtics are 25 points ahead they were just you know it was crazy because there was a, there was this coronation ahead of time like there can be sometimes with teams like that have lebron on them so so there's but that's that just, that's credit to the way lebron had been playing yeah you yeah know, just how they embarrassed toronto yeah you know they, they sweep toronto and and come in here with all but right now the the discussion is okay we can all talk about, well, the Celtics, I mean, I, I can't believe they're here with all the injuries they've had and, and to be in this position. The other, the national narrative is, is LeBron the greatest? Is he better than Jordan? Is he the best of all time right now because of the way he's playing? And mm-hmm. uh, that was a shot to his postseason resume yeah. last night or yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's why I think because he was embarrassed yesterday, you know, brace yourselves for uh, what's going to happen tomorrow night. Uh, while that's happening, you brought up Toronto. Uh, Red Sox took care of Toronto and swept the series from them while the Celtics were playing. You know, well, so. they get away. You know, going out on a Sunday and and wrapping up a long road trip sometimes is a challenge. But I mean, JD Martinez has been a, a great addition. I think he's got fifty hits already. The Sox have twenty eight wins on Mother's Day. I mean, they, they've been playing well. They had a couple of bumps off the field. You know, this whole David Price thing where. You, I mean, he is there anything that's right with the guy? I mean, yeah. it's amazing that he's been he's able to take the mound when he starts listing off all the things that, you know, he perceives to stand in his way from allergies to carpal tunnel syndrome. But, you know, that blew up for 24 hours or so, but Alex Cora just continues just to roll out the lineup, and guys just come up. J.D. Martinez, the latest guy. Mookie Betts is a guy who's just been mm-hmm. continuously making plays at, in the field and, and, and delivering at the plate. So... It's been a fun group to watch, and now they come home for a homestand. They haven't played a lot of home games so far, so now they have a chance at home against Oakland, who hasn't been very good, and Baltimore, who hasn't been very good, yeah. to uh, you know just continue this momentum. But it was a, it was another good win, five three yesterday, and uh, we'll see what happens against the A's today. I got to get down to Fenway. Go ahead, Kelly uh, Frito. You know a lot of hockey people. You talk to the writers and whatnot. In uh-oh, uh, well, I'm a, I'm kind of rooting for Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals to finally get there. I know he's under underachieved in the playoffs and mm. hasn't made his team as good as say Crosby has clearly because he hasn't even made the Eastern Conference Finals until this year. What is the inside scoop? Is, is there something about him that uh, other hockey players are not a big fan of? Is he too much about himself? Uh, isn't or? he a loner? I mean, he's kind of a he's kind of a lone wolf kind of guy off the ice. That's what I've I seen. don't. You know, I mean, it's a good question. Um, I, I think the story has been kind of like what you've said, Kelly. I mean, he's an unbelievable offensive talent, and he's been that way for such a long time. But when it comes to fitting in and delivering for the team and, and getting over the hump, that he, he, he doesn't have as much as Crosby has in that kind of leadership tank, even though, I mean, he's gosh, he's been the captain for the, the Caps for the longest time here. But uh, you can't argue with the results these last two games. I mean, we saw how good Tampa Bay was against the Bruins and how Tampa Bay just dismantled them after falling apart in game number one. But Washington goes to Tampa, wins the first two games of the series. They've outscored them, I think, 10-4 in the two games. 
So you get two wins at Tampa Bay, and you know I think now with you know Pittsburgh's out of the mix. I I like Ovechkin. I mean, I think he's Love unbelievably play. skilled. He's he, he's 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 always been fun to watch. Does he strike you as you know maybe a little bit selfish or maybe disappears if the, it gets too hot? Maybe I guess that's I, probably the, the part of the story that he's trying to change right now, and I think he's in a position to do it, you know, out to a 2 nothing lead. Did you guys see the 24-7 a few years ago with the Caps and the Pens? Yeah, they made I a big thing about it. Yeah. I think how they portrayed Alec, uh, Ovechkin was the the fact that he was kind of a, a loner, and he's not one of the clubhouse guys, buddy-buddy. At least that's my impression of it. I don't but know. But he's been an international star. I mean, right. He's, the, he's the, the most popular player out of Russia, and he, he's just this... It, it, I, I know, you know, from just experience just a little bit covering international hockey that like oh my gosh you know he's just like he's looked at as like this uh one of the best players of all time especially right. for you know russia which is you know that's their number one sport mm-hmm. you know he's oh, he's lived that life of like i've been a superstar you yeah. know i i've i i've been in the in the spotlight for so long so probably he's going to be and i remember bits and pieces of the 24 7 greg but yeah. um but if you know if you're looking for rooting interest i i mean i out west i it's hard because here's Vegas, an expansion team, and nope. you've been rooting for them all year. They've been a great story, but for the Winnipeg Jets to be in a position where yeah. you know they're playing for Canada, they're playing for a chance to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, you know that that to me, the, the West has been a little bit more compelling than the East since the Bruins got bounced out. I, yeah. I, I can't root for a team, and the fans have not earned it in Vegas. Uh-huh. You know, they haven't had any heartbreak. Right. i, I got to root for Winnipeg in mm-hmm. the West. Okay. All right. All right. I'm there you go. There you go. Round the horn we go. What do we got? Are we missing anything? What, do we forget anything? I don't uh, know. No, you, you know what? You've got it all covered, Greg. Scott McMullen. Again, you've covered a- a- absolutely everything. It's uh, Metal Monday. You touched on that right when we come on, so mm-hmm. I, I, I know I've got to make time for that today. Scott has looked up in the course of this conversation nine Japanese heavy metal bands and he downloaded their entire discographies uh, during the break. <laughs> yeah. That's what Scotty does. You know, that's how does Scotty Japanese does. heavy metal uh, differ from American heavy metal? Is there any difference? There's no English. Yeah. Wow, that was kind of that was kind of silly. That's That's crazy. So, all right. So, uh, softball this week. Any place yeah, else we're going to see you? Uh, softball, ESPN Family Networks. Check your local listings uh, this weekend to the weekend. All right, Mr. Freed. Good to see you the other night. Uh, definitely you, a, a worthy Everybody tribute. Everybody have a great day. Eric Freed is going to be see joining us, by the way, June 11th at the Morning Buzz Open. Oh, I, yes. It is uh, presented by 911 Restoration. It's Monday, June 11th at Nippo Lake Golf Club to benefit Lend a Helping Can. There are still a couple of spots, and I mean just a couple spots, uh, left for a foursome at MorningBuzz.com. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Frankly, we're looking for just a little bit more out of you this year, Frito. Out of me? Uh, out of the <laughs> yep. My back's still sore from carrying Team Crutchmar. Yeah, yeah. Team Brown is yeah. needed to carry. You're better than us, so we need to. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'll be ready. I'll, I will bring my, uh, my big slice. And, uh, but I will say, too, we had a lot of...